the root of all excellence. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so today we wanted to talk about a few things that are going on these days. Yeah. So the first part, first of all, this bail change in Chicago. Yeah. So they're going to uh, like almost getting rid of the bail system. Yeah. Which I feel is necessary. Yeah, I mean, I think it's necessary for like let's get rid of it everywhere. Yeah, I think everywhere should get rid of it. But I think maybe in Chicago and then I know they had it on the ballot in California. I want to say 2020? Yeah. 2020, they had it on the ballot in California also, but I don't think that ended up passing. But to get rid of the bail system, and so you have certain offenses that are not detainable, right? Right, right. So I think it was up to second-degree murder. Yeah, which is like, you know, um, really unique. Yeah. That, you know, um, second-degree murder is... You know, you won't be detained. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I think because it's not like you planned it out. It was kind of like in the moment. Right. Type of situation. Yeah. And so maybe you be me be acting on some emotions or just not planned, basically. Right. So I could see why. I mean, maybe you're not as dangerous as somebody that would plan it, but then... You might still be dangerous because you can't control yourself. Right. So if something else happens that makes you that upset. Hey, I mean, I just felt like it was kind of unique in a way of like, because, you know, um, now they're saying because of the amount of killings that's going on in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now it's pretty much people saying like, oh, man, you know, um. Chicago is going to purge, you know. Um, the purge begins January 1st, mm. you know, 2023. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I I just, I think people overreact to. Change. Yeah. And you take a bad place and, and, and you try to kind of balance it by adding some things that, which I mean, I think is fair. Right. Um, And people go, no, it's actually going to make it more chaotic. I I guess I'm curious to see what happens. I mean, I could get both sides, right? So, like, you could be an evil rich person and you still get bail and you can make bail because regardless of however much they set it at, if they're going to set bail, you can afford it. Yeah. As opposed to the people that can't afford bail, so they end up staying in jail, even though... They haven't been convicted. Right. Like Khalif Browder. Yeah. And that was like a terrible story. Right. So that story just yeah. in general makes me feel like, okay, yeah, it's a good idea to get rid of bail. Right. I think, and that's what, I mean, I felt like, you know, um, we should get rid of it at a federal level. Mm. All it like the Khalif Browder Act. Right. Because, um. We we can all understand that, you know, um, if you're in jail for something that you didn't do and it takes you that long to kind of fight 
through trial. Yeah, three years. Three years, man. It can ruin your life. It did. I mean, yeah. I mean. That was the whole point. Right. It it was terrible. It ruined his life. Yeah. And it was over nothing. Over a backpack. Right. A situation that didn't even happen. Right. Over literally nothing. A backpack. Nothing. It was no evidence, no nothing. Right. And it, it ruined the young man's life and. Completely. And so, um, I could, I mean, that part of it, um, I feel like is is unfair to you know, um, like poor people. Yeah. Also, um, anytime you're fighting a trial, and I think people who fought a trial, um, would agree with me on this. It's very different doing it from the outside. Right. As opposed to in jail. Right. Being in jail, kind of um, trying to fight this trial. I think you have a better chance at actually winning. You know, um, different supports, things like that. You're able to move around a little more. Right. Mm-hmm. But in jail, if you're just sitting there. Right. I mean, it just looks different. And I think that's one of the reasons why. Um, when they set bail and you can afford bail, mm-hmm. um, you can afford a lawyer, right? Um, it's a huge difference, right? Completely, right? Complete difference. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think getting rid of the bail system is is, is a great thing. I think we should do it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like the purge part of Chicago, um. I don't think I don't think it's gonna look the way people think it's gonna look, mm-hmm. right? It's not gonna be like, hey, well, second degree murder. I mean, but you know. if you're gonna kill somebody, second degree murder, like, I don't know that you're thinking about. That's what I'm saying. Being able to get bail, anyways, right? And there was a couple of other things. Like what? Um, should should we review it? Okay, so yeah, it literally says, no, there is no purge law in Illinois. It's just about ending cash bail. Right. So, okay, so the main ones or the ones that are highlighted, I would say, are kidnapping. And that one, it says it's not, it's just kidnapping. It's not the one that's commonly used, which is, so they list aggravated battery, yeah. kidnapping, uh-huh. and arson among a number of non-detainable offenses. Right. But like, which is like the common charge for actual kidnapping yeah. is aggravated kidnapping or kidnapping with the use or threat of a weapon. Which remains a detainable offense. Okay. So, like, um, pretty much, like, if you kidnap with no weapon. Well, I don't know necessarily what aggravating kidnapping is. But, like, if you kidnap somebody with a weapon, you're being detained. Okay. Like, it, you just can't. Yeah, randomly kidnap a person, get in the car, you got a shotgun. Right. And not be detained. But right. now you don't have the option for bail. 
So does that make you think twice about the detainable offenses? So, okay. So just make sure, like, just to make sure I'm with you on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're saying that if you do get arrested for aggravated kidnapping, you don't have a chance for bail. Right. Because they're getting rid of the cash bail system. Right. Wow. I mean, yeah. So, I, I mean, definitely. I mean, you would think that um, a person would think twice about it um, if you're not going to, if you get caught, you can't really bail out. Right. Like, you might not have that option. Right. Granted, it's going to be like the judge is going to review it and, and it's going to be, you know. Right, right. Discussed in court, like if you can go, if you can't go, but now it's not determined by. All right, I just got this money, so right, I'm good. What, regardless, right, I could afford it. Oh man, so I I think that might make people think twice, depending on like who it is. Yeah. I don't know, man, because I mean, if you're out here kidnapping people, yeah, and I mean, I'm not sure you're like rational. Probably not as rational as one would think, but it wouldn't matter either way. Then, if you're not rational, you not you don't care if right. you got bail money or not. Right. So whether you broke, rich, poor, if you don't care, you don't care. Right. But now you don't have the option of just being let go because you have access to money, or your family has access to money. Right, and I think that's the fair part about it. Yeah, hopefully. You said what else? What else was one of the things? Um, arson. Arson. So, mm-hmm. like, what's like setting shit on fire? Mm-hmm. So you burn the whole building down, right? Right. You in the hotel room, smoking, with the towel up under the door. Mm-hmm. You accidentally fall asleep with the blunt in your mouth. Right. Set the whole bed on fire. Which transferred to setting the room on fire and setting the hotel on fire. You good? You could, like, you know, not be detained because of that? I think if, maybe. I think it just depends on if they add something to it, right? Right, right. So if they call it aggravated arson arson, or they have some, like. Yeah, I think um, that's one of the things where uh, I was kind of worried about where. Like, um, they name these things, but it's going to be very specific. I think if you look into them, it's like very specific. Right. Exactly. So being charged with kidnapping is not common. Right. So you're not just kidnapping somebody saying, here, come with me. Mm -hmm. And it's not either aggravated or with a weapon. Right. So if you kidnap somebody with a weapon you don't fall into just the kidnapping category. Right. And I think that's how um, they're kind of like, like it's like a loophole. Right. What they're making it seem like, okay, all of these offenses is not, you can't be detained by these offenses. But. Right. So. So a range of violent crimes that they say will be considered non-detainable. Uh-huh. So second degree murder, kidnapping, robbery, burglary, arson. Right. 
and threatening a public official. Okay, so yeah, like I said, I think a lot of these things is gonna be like on. It's gonna be very specific if you look into it, right? Like I'm pretty sure, like robbery with a handgun is still gonna be right. You know what I mean with a deadly weapon, right? Add and, that on there, and it's done. And it's very like common for you to do one crime and be charged in like three different ways. You right. know what I mean? Facing right. three different charges, so it's not as easy as it sounds. Right. So they gave 12, actually. They gave a list of 12. 12? So second-degree murder. Okay. Aggravated battery. Arson. Mm-hmm. A DUI. Okay. Drug-induced homicide. Whoa. Kidnapping. Burglary, robbery, intimidation. Aggravated fleeing and eluding. Drug offenses, and then the threatening of a public official. Okay. Okay. So those are now under the non... Well, not now, but with this law, it would be under the non-detainable offenses. Right. Which is kind of dope, you know. Um, That's like the drug offenses. The drug-induced homicide? Not the drug-induced homicide. Um, The aggravated DUI? Yeah, that's, come on. Like, some of these things that people need help. Oh, and just drug offenses in general. Yeah, drug offenses in general, right? Yeah. Because most of the time, you know, um, drug offenses has not, I mean, it's not like a violent crime. Right? Right, most of the time. Most of the time you get caught, you know, you get caught with a couple keys, you ain't really on no violence, you're just trying to save your drugs. Right. So, um, yeah, then nine, uh, the nonviolent crime, so yeah, so it's going to be interesting what this does for like prison reform, right? And like the focus of the drug offenses and trying to get people help, as opposed to just putting them in jail and hoping that they don't find drugs in jail, right? So I think um it it, it gives the opportunity to like um actually uh, make something of this right yeah. like this is a good start in a in a great direction yeah kind of and then we possibly could um just add on add on into it's just a better system in general yeah hopefully it develops into a better system i'm surprised it's not somewhere like portland or something like that right portland is wilding by the way like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like they own some other like other shit yeah. in Portland. I mean, they got some other stuff going on. Man. But, I mean, I could appreciate it, right? Yeah. So the hippie in me can just appreciate Portland for what it is. Right. But, it's kind of wild. Yeah, they tripping out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. would imagine that they would have been the ones that started with this, though. Right. I'll be the first one, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, but, mm-hmm. um, one of the things I want to kind of say about the, the like the purge part of it, right, is I don't know where people think we like we live, mm-hmm. but that's not. I don't care if it is Chicago, where like you know, um, there are 
crazy amounts of murders that happen every year, and it's been happening like this since whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, with the bail system. Right. With the bail system. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting rid of the cash bail system. Mm-hmm. I don't think it automatically, like, you know, shift people into, oh, okay, we good out here. Let's do what we want to do kind of thing. Right? Right. I think that that because of what Chicago is, when you hear about these, like, non-detainable offenses, you think it's going to make the city actually worse. Right? Right. And I just, we live in America. Mm-hmm. Come on. They're in the army in before they let, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before that motherfuckers, like, take over the city. Come on. Right, 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 right. Right? And then let's be, let's be, um... Let's be fair by saying, like, most of the things that goes on in Chicago as of right now only happening in black and brown, like, areas, mm. right? Yeah. They they definitely send in the army and not the National Guard, but, like, real military mm. in before it spread and you fuck up the whole city. Right. Downtown. Come on. What's that mile? A magnificent. Magnificent mile. Actually, they was, they've been saying, like... um. Um, they've been doing like a lot of like you know, um, smashing grabs and magnificent mile to the point where like, you know, businesses want to be down there. Really? Yeah. So, mm. but before it becomes completely chaotic mm. in Chicago, right? They will send in real military officials. Mm. But I wonder if. I wonder if the like change in inflation and everything yeah. is making people kind of step out of their bubble, like kind of leave the neighborhood kind of situation to where you feel more comfortable. Well, I just think that, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, with the inflation, obviously people need access to more money. Mm hmm. Right. Um, So you go with places where there are, you know what I mean? There are more money. There's There's more money. money. Right. So um, I would say, yeah, you know, uh, people are like kind of, you know, in in most cases where, you know, this type of violence is kind of contained to a certain area, Mm -hmm. it's starting to branch out a little more because of, um, you know, inflation. The pandemic, right? right, um, right. The, pl- the pandemic kind of set everybody down for a while, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so now you just need more money and you're going to go to wherever the money is. Right. You know? Right. So I think that is like a, an effect of everything that we've experienced in the last two years. Mm. I mean, dealing with, you know, covid so yeah, I mean, but just be clear to everybody out there. Um, yeah, it's not just come on. In a city like Chicago, before it become like a purge city, mm-hmm. they'll send in military forces. Right. They destroy it before they let you destroy it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean. 
So yeah, I mean, they don't want bad stuff happening in in the good areas, and it is getting like gentrification is happening out there. Right. So speaking so, of that, um, O Block, right? Mm-hmm. First off, let me just say this: um, for the people who don't like just not familiar with Chicago and how it works, O Block is only famous because of the rappers. Mm. I didn't know about O Block. I, I knew Parkway Gardens. Is that O Block? Yeah, it's oh. really called Parkway Gardens, right? Oh, okay. So, um, they named it O Block. The the kids, really kids, right? After um, after you know, like a well known one of their friends, pretty much Odell. Odell. Yeah. Um. Got killed. Oh. And they named it O Block, right? Uh-huh. And you you'll see this like throughout Chicago where like, you know, um uh you have different like areas named after different but it's only with a certain demographic that they call it that. Right? So right. let's be clear, like O Block only famous because of Chief Keith, because of the King Bonds, who actually um are either from there or you know, um, hung around there. Right. Right. And and because they became famous, they kind of, O-Block kind of like blew up, but uh, it's, it's not even like the most dangerous area in Chicago. Um, where is it? It's on 64th. What, what side is that? It's South side. South side? Yeah. Uh. So, um, yeah, um, so, like, let's just make that clear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so people can kind of understand, like, what's going on. So, you know, O-Block is, like, being sold. And like they said they're like, going to move people out. Mm-hmm. By the end of the year, right? Or the beginning of beginning next year? Beginning of next year. Right, and I'm pretty sure, like, it's... Um, they're not just gonna like you know, like get out and there'd be a bunch of people homeless and yeah. But I wonder where they would go. Like this is the thing, right? Yeah. So with gentrification, it's making the city bigger. Meaning, like now, what would would be the suburbs is not suburbs no more. Well, it just has non-suburb people on it. Yeah, because I mean it's. It's becoming, you know what I mean? They got pushed out. Right, right. So, and, and mind you, Chicago um, is a place where they've been doing this for years, getting rid of projects. Pushing people out. Pushing people out, getting rid of projects. It's not even like a real thing. Chicago is known for this. Oh. Right? They didn't get rid of all the other projects. When you go and watch Candyman, the new one, mm-hmm. you, we can understand that they didn't film it in Cabrini Green because Cabrini Green that the building's not there no more. Uh right. So they had to actually film it in the in the low rise in the in the in the row houses of Cabrini Green. Did they go back though? Did they go back to that house that apartment? Which apartment? Or it was different, a different apartment. Which apartment? The Cabrini Green. Wasn't it like a nice um like ritzy kind of place? 
for Brittany Green was the projects. Yeah, but I think they changed it. And so when, and I probably, maybe I have to watch Candyman again. Right. But I thought they changed it. And when they went back to there, it was actually like the updated version of it. Yeah, I don't know. But in in real life, like those, that's not, they're not Cabrini Green. That's not a Cabrini Green anymore. Like they changed it into condos? Like it's knocked down. Oh. So, so you know, um, they have been uh, getting, you know, getting rid of projects all over Chicago for for years. Yeah. Did you want to um, look it up real quick? No, I just wanted. You good? All right. Okay. So um, it's not even like a a, a new thing, right? Right. Um. I kind of understood and I liked the message that was kind of sent. I know I shouldn't probably, right? Like a part of me shouldn't um, like the fact that, you know, it sends out a certain message. Um, but I think, I think to people out there, I think um, we got to pay attention and, and, and kind of get like the message that this sends, right? Mm-hmm. So you got young rich rappers, right? Um, right. Who have glorified O Block, right? right? And not only that, but like this part of Chicago is beefing with around the corner, 63rd. Oh, okay. And it's a lot of people being dropped bodies mm. because of that. Right. Right. It's not over money. It's not over territory. Right. Even if it was right Right. over territory. But it's over. It's on some gang shit. Right. Right. They're just like your neighborhood. Right. Right. Mm. So literally people like like Von got a song. Von got a song. He got a couple of songs where. um, And that's King Von I'm talking about. um, Where. At the end of it, he go, I'm not from 63rd. Oh. He's from Parkway Gardens, which is around the corner. 64th, right? Right. Okay. So, um, let's be clear, like, the place that you're from, and this is the reason why I kind of like the message and I probably shouldn't, they're literally going to just buy it, sell it, knock it down. This is really going to just sell it off, knock it down, create something else, right? Right. So literally kids now mm-hmm. will not be able to listen to King Von 12 years from now and understand what he's talking about because what he's talking about, old block and all this, ain't going to exist no more. Right. Right? Right. It'll kind of date date the music. Definitely. And what that, to me, what that does is it sends out a message of, like literally, you live and die repping an area. This is where I'm from. This is my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it really ain't. Right. Because I could just sell it. Somebody else could just buy it and change everything. You don't run shit here. Right. And then you got to move. Right. So literally, y'all repping some shit that somebody else who ain't even from there 
can come and change your world forever. Mm. And I think um, we all got to take take a step back and look at like like what we do. Like, does it make sense? Right. If you like, I'm from this project. You know, I'm from this neighborhood. Um, people dying because I'm from this neighborhood. Right. And somebody can come and buy your whole neighborhood mm-hmm. and make it not exist no more. Just crazy. Just nuts. Yeah. So that's the reason why, you know, um, I kind of like the message that it sends out. Right. And everybody got to take, take a step back and actually look and see the message. Right. Right. If um, you see it. Yeah. Right. If you're able to see it. Um, and really it can happen anywhere. Anywhere, right? Yeah. Well, not anywhere, because there are some communities where you ain't finna come in and buy. You just it's just not for sale, right? I mean, certain communities. If you go to New York, they have like a Jewish everything. Well, that's based on the owner. I understand what you mean. Like, that's based on the owner not wanting to sell. Exactly. But if you have the right dollar amount. I'm sure they got a price. It might be outrageous and nobody's going to in their right mind is going to pay that price. Right. So price it out. But it's it's possible. Let if me, they got a price. I mean, right. everybody got a price. Right. I, I, you would think. But some some people. um, What it mean to them is more than any money. You know what I'm saying? The owner. The owner. Right. Think about this. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure how how accurate I'm gonna be with this, but I'm a, just to give you an example. Okay. Um, when they was building the Barclay Center mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. it was a business that held them up in court. Oh, because they wanted to knock it down, and what they was trying to pay, he wasn't going. Right. Held him up in court. I want to say years until he got his just due. Well, right. It happened though, right? What do you mean? He's not there anymore. Of course, but but they paid him enough to go. Right. right? They can't just you know. It, that's but he the, held him up. Right. That's the price. That's the price. Mm-hmm. Right. But my point is like the little. Dudes in the hood mm-hmm. don't even have that right. to have a price. Right. Right? Yet and still, you repping it like you do. Right. There's a lack of ownership. Right. Now, I can understand you being like, this my neighborhood. This is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I'll die behind this. If there's some ownership, it's a value that you've invested within the community. Right. Right? Um, but you can't even do what the guy in Brooklyn did because you literally have no say-so. Like, think about, think about O-Block. They finna knock it down and just move people wherever the fuck. Right. So the people actually there can't even do nothing. There's yeah. people that's probably been there 20 years, 30 right. years. Right. Renting. Renting. And that's the issue. 
since it's been built, because I um I remember seeing a picture of um old block back you know, back in the day, and it was like whoa, you know what I mean? It was like this nice mm, area, look. yeah. So luxury of the time, right? So um the fact like it was crazy that it turned into that mm. um and so it's people that's been living there for i don't know how long it's generation right right generation after generation is living there right right and look how much time you got actually spent in this place to the point where like um it's ingrained within your family now mm-hmm and now somebody could just make you, somebody could just say go. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like right. You got to be out by this time. Right. That's hard. Very hard. But this is what happens when you don't have any ownership. Right. Right. Somebody can come in and be like, okay, get out. All right. Um, true. Very true. And mind you, it seems just to me, you know, um, in my opinion, kind of kind of like, I don't know, um, weird, very weird that we have people who are dying. Because of now in Chicago, it's bigger than where you from because it's a gang kind of, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. but. Not just in Chicago, but like all over the country, mm-hmm. you have people dying because of this place that they're from. Right. And somebody can come in mm-hmm. and gentrify your whole fucking neighborhood Change. and you can't do nothing. Right. Yet and still, you willing to die behind the neighborhood. So um, I think the message like I said before, like the message that this sends, um, if you can get the message, right. Um, it's very important. That kind of, okay. You know, sometimes, uh, things happen that we didn't want to see happen, but the message behind it is important. Very important. Um, so I think that part of it is, is what I, I kind of was like, okay, you know, I get it. Yeah. I, I hope I hope everybody paying attention. Well. You know what I mean? I just I just feel bad for the people that are having to be moved out. Like like you said, like spending all that time and all those years like there. Right. And this is your home and now mm-hmm. you gotta go find something else somewhere right. else. Right. Especially with how high everything is these right. days. Like Inflation. You could have been set with your locked in lease number. Right. Of this is how much you paying month to month. Right. And, and let me just say this. What do you think that does to the city of Chicago? Right. When you take a whole project in and um, shake it up. Yeah. You move people wipe it anywhere. Out. Right. Right. Now, mind you, because Chicago is a gang city, what did that do when you place these people in, in places where? They yeah. may not right. be no, welcome. Do you hear me? That's not their gang home anymore. Right. So, I wonder, like... I think it can go either way as far as, like, it can make the city kind of better. But in most cases, it'll make it worse. 
Do you think it's a temporary worse as people like adjust and kind of transition? Or do you think like, I, I think when you, when you especially like, cause I remember, um, some of the projects being knocked down in the early two thousands. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it shakes up the city. Right. Right. So in other words, like, um, because of the way, um, redlining works, you can kind of, you kind of contain violence to certain areas, but when you sprinkle people, now the violence is everywhere. But is it still red line? Yeah. Like I would imagine it would still be like, like certain area that you can move to in terms of like affordability. Cause it's, I mean, right. it's a project. So. No, definitely. But I think that, um, like all of these people is not moving to the same area. You're right. going to sprinkle them around. Right. You're right. going to go to like different areas, but I feel like it's still going to be probably not necessarily like the best areas. But, um, uh, now I don't know about that. I think there'll be better. It's possible that it could be a better area, right? It may not be the best area, mm-hmm. but it's probably better than the projects. You know what I mean? The right. area. Right. Um, does that turn though? It'll turn the area into a worse area. Right. So that's, that's exactly what they're doing. So think about, um, if you have all of this violence, right, which is old block. Right. Kind of contained in one project, right? Right. Let's say you split these people up into four different areas. What does that do to that them four different areas? Is it possible that they make them worse? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, that's something that we got to look at. But, I mean, I think it can flip the other way, and it can actually, because of um, them not being in the environment in which they understand that... Um, they're used to mm-hmm. it can actually uh, reverse because I've seen people um, I've seen people change based on their environment right right so I mean it definitely can happen yeah so now you're way. out of the violent right because you're only I mean you're, you're, like they say you're a product of your environment right right so if you're not in such a violent area then maybe I don't have to be as violent Right. So, I mean, it definitely can happen the other way. That's true. It's going to be interesting to see what what next year looks like. Because that would be like the transition official. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just like uh, so far. I mean, besides, you know, they're saying that the Chicago Bears Stadium is moving. Other than that, mm. I kind of... um. It seems like Chicago is being aggressive in in making a change. Mm-hmm. So um, I can appreciate it. See how it works. I mean, you know, you can't really do the same things and you know think that things are going to have a like a drastic change. Right. 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 So um, I'm excited to see like you know what kind of things come of these new changes and things like that. As far as O Block though, you know, uh like I said, man, like Chicago is not 
like one of those cities where like they they like um it's like a historical place where no we can't no they knocking shit they've been destroying projects and shit like that this is nothing new right historical buildings right they've been turning projects and I remember one time I seen um I seen I know a place that was a project and now is condos that's that's what I was thinking that uh they did with Cabrini Green they built condos or something but maybe I was thinking of somewhere else yeah, it's a couple other places. But I feel like that would be smart. Because I know you were saying like downtown, right? The high rises. Yeah. Overlook the lake. Yeah. The lake right there. Yeah. I mean, it's places where, you know, um, it's a nice area. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Especially because the city is becoming more popular. Right. These are nice areas if you can clean it up. You know what right, I mean? Right. And so I just think that they've been focusing on cleaning it up at least, you know, at least the last 20 to 25 years. So, yeah. Um, but it's interesting that they're making these changes right about the same time. What do you mean? So the cash bail is going away. And and everybody got to be moved out of O-Block, O-block by the beginning of the year. Uh, so I'm it. I don't know. Is that your conspiracy theory thing? It might. My little conspiracy is tingling. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's... Related? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it is. I think coincidental mm-hmm. um, that uh, somebody bought O-Block and they're getting rid of this, like the bell system, you know what I mean? Right, at the same time. Right. Um, I mean, A, it's possible that it could be on some like, A, let's... If we're going to get rid of the bell system, less. Right. But um, I just think it's coincidental. And it happens so often in Chicago to the point where, like. It's not even a thing. Yeah. Like, it's what they do. So. It'll be interesting to see, though. Because I feel like that shakeup, it was, we were talking about how that shakeup might be something. Right. Everybody having to leave and go different places. Right. We don't know how that's going to look, but. Right. And then the transition with the bell system. That shake up. Right. What that's going to look like. Right. So hopefully. You, mm, There's a lot of shaking going on in Chicago. Right. So hopefully. Um, then as well, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're kind of shaking things up and trying to um, improve. Yeah. You know, um, so we'll see how it go. Yeah. Keep an eye out on Chicago and see, you know, what kind of um, changes come of this. Yeah. Um. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, like something that's been like really, really like not only weird, but it's been bothering me. Mm-hmm. Right. Is uh, recently another rapper got killed. Right. Rock. Right. And I seen a post. I don't know if it was like on Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, by the way. Um, but it said like 16 rappers died in the last like three years. Mm. And I couldn't like completely. Now, we have to understand that some of these rappers is not like mainstream. Right. People know who the fuck they are rappers. Right. But still... I think there's been a couple though mainstream 
No, ten of them. Oh. Ten to twelve. You know what I mean? I don't know if I know ten of them, but ten to twelve on the radio. You know what I mean? Rappers. Oh, I don't know if I know all them, but yeah, I mean, young people. Young, mm-hmm. young. These are not like they they like in their prime, if not like before their prime. You right, know what I'm saying? So right. before their prime, about to take off, maybe. Right. Um, a lot of rappers is just getting killed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like wrecking my brain because you know um. I don't like to say this because it kind of date me, but we grew up in an era where that just wasn't common, right? Right. Don't get me wrong, rappers died too, but it wasn't this much, right? This is definitely one of them places where I feel like this is a thing now. Right. It's like okay just to be like, you know, work a rapper, right? Well, I feel like a lot of them are still associated with certain things that would get you killed like beefs yeah. that are actually real beefs and not just for you know publicity right. I feel like people in our generation a lot of the stuff was for publicity okay so most, most of it you saying like in our time people were fake gangsters not necessarily fake gangsters but you weren't really like out here doing all this stuff. Yeah, out here trying to actually kill somebody. Right. Like you was like just trying to mess up their career, maybe. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, I see what you mean. Like, but a lot of these rappers, um, a lot of them do die because of like not only uh, street beef, but like industry beef. Um. But I just feel like, I, I don't know, like maybe like this this time and this time that we're in, mm-hmm. rappers is not seeing it, right? Right. Do you think that has to do with like the record labels not really being as great as they were before? Definitely. as involved? Definitely, right? Because, I mean, you got to think about it. Um, let's be honest, music is not, especially like urban music, it's not what it used to be, right? Right. So think about in the 90s, you could like, uh, well, not even in the 90s, it's 2004, right? You had to go buy the CD. Right. This streaming shit, music is free. Yeah, now it is. Right? I remember um, we used to download burn CDs and shit, right? And that was like, if you early, if you do get on get on it early, it was right. like you was a unicorn, mm. right? Because you got you was able to have access to free music. Right, Not all music is free. Right, right. Just search it. All music is free, and so I think with the record labels is not making the same amount of money. Right. Right. So with the, you know, um, and them not making the same amount of money, they're not able to do the same amount of things. Right. Right. So um, and I'm pretty sure like back in the day, um, you know, uh, you had wild ass people. 
Like I couldn't I couldn't imagine like DMX being able just you you can can you know what I'm saying contain them right so back in the day I mean they had wild ass people too who were really from the street you know what I mean yeah and more than anything I felt like back in the day you had to be a little more authentic right meaning like you, you just couldn't come out being sounding like somebody else. And talking about stuff that just didn't go on, right? Right. Um, so I think that I think at every level of um, music, they, they have that connection to the street, right? Um, I think now, though, because uh, record labels don't have like artist development or right, you know what I mean? They don't have all of these things that once existed, right? Right. Um, in most cases, I remember like people used to break artists. Like the first time I heard Fabulous mm-hmm. was on like a Clue tape, DJ Clue tape, right? Uh-huh. And um, I didn't know who the hell he was for like years. I didn't know who this nigga was for years. Like you know what I'm saying? I just knew I liked it that verse. Whoever this dude is, he's finna be that man, right? Right. And I didn't know who the fuck he was for years until he came out. Right. So I'm pretty sure during that period, uh, there was like artist development, things like that, right? Where they kind of like groomed you into being an actual artist, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen the success he had following, right? Right. But they don't have that now, right? And actually... Now you have to actually be hot in order for a record label to come to you. Right. You have to already create that. And I feel like also like there was like a certain expectation on PR that's not there today. Of course, because anybody could be popular. Yeah. For anything. Right. Right with the with the emergence of um, social media, right? You can like just have attention. Yeah, yeah. Look at the Catch Me Outside girl. Right. Like, yeah. She's on Doctor Phil, and now she's a millionaire. Right. So I mean, like anything can happen, right? Um, and also because anything can happen, I feel people are more interested in attention now than ever before. Definitely. Because all it takes is something to go viral and you now you a, you a, you a thing now. Yeah. You popping. Right. So um yeah, you know uh and people is pretty much doing anything in order to try to capture that attention. Right? Right. Like I never understood nigga you flashing guns and money and on Instagram, right? You, you might as well call the police on you, right? Or just ask hey, for the um, attention. Yeah, you might as well just get on Instagram and be like, "Hey, uh, excuse me, um, I need everybody's attention. Um, I have guns and drugs in the house. Right. I'm at such and such address. Um, come get. Yes, yeah, what you might as well do. Right. Like literally, the police don't have to like investigate no more. They just watch you. When they're ready to come get you, they'll come get you. Mm-hmm. Look for a reason. Right. And save your post. 
Go ahead and create like a you know a new folder mm-hmm. and save all of these. Yeah. Save all of these Instagram things into a file. That's it. And this is what we're gonna present to the court in order to give you yeah. fifty years on a Rico. Right. Because you know what I mean? Right. So um I think that has something to do more with why rappers is getting killed, right? Right. So look so like again, this is kinda date us. But back in the day, like if you were to get into a fight, you just got into a fight. Right? right? No problem. Now you get into a fight, it's a million people might see you get your ass whooped. Yeah. I ain't never finna go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so embarrassing. You get your ass whooped virally. Mm-hmm. Now everywhere you go, you in the supermarket, motherfuckers like, hey, ain't that old boy who got his ass whooped? But it could like even not even come up for like years and then just randomly it goes viral. <laughs> That's what I'm saying because once it's on the internet, um, it's always, I mean, it's always a possible chance of it just popping up out of nowhere. Right. So, um, yeah, like, so it's possible that you can get your ass whooped in 2012 and go viral in 2022. Right. So, so I think that has something to do with, you know, um, why these rappers nowadays is just getting, it's just getting killed right. and killed. Attention seeking. A, t- a part of it is right mm-hmm. because, um, and I get it. You know, um, in order to kind of be an independent rapper that's big enough to where you get the attention to labels, you kind of gotta promote yourself, right? And so, um. I don't think that ever stops, right? No. Once you become, you know, um, you know, you got a song on the radio, uh, you're touring, you got an album finna come out, whatever, whatever. Right. It never stops. But also, because of social media, regular people have access to you now, which was different. Right. From before then, right? True. So you really have access. You right. write, write a letter to the fan club. Right. Yeah. Think about this. Uh-huh. I literally could say something to a celebrity and they may respond. S- respond. Right. Which that was not the case Mm-mm. as a kid. You know what I mean? Right. That was never the case as a kid. Like it wasn't a good. I mean, I mean it wasn't. These people were like stars. Right. You know what I'm saying? These people was like, you went out of your reach. Right. So it was different. Um, they moved different because of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now they're just regular people. Now, your favorite artist has a Instagram just like me. Right. Posts just like me. Right. Right? I can comment under something that they post. Right. Like regular, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could like a picture that they post. Right. So I think that connection, um, we just have access to to people people who should be out there, I, I would consider out of your reach more. Right, but I feel like that makes it more likely that they're just considered regular people, right? So we're all regular people, but when you had that celebrity before, you were like a special person. 
Right. Now I feel like with Instagram and like social media, it kind of takes away from your specialness. Although right. you get a lot of attention, you have a lot of followers or whatever mm-hmm. likes. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it just kind of keeps you kind of closer to right. It don't, re- it don't put you on the pedestal people. like it may have before, right? Because you didn't see much before, right? But let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How likely am I to rob you? Shoot the tour bus up or something. If I, I feel like you're regular. Right. I feel like you're more likely. Right. Because everybody can do it. Right. That's what I'm saying. That part. And not only that, but like, I'm following you on social media. I know where you're going to be at tomorrow. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're promoting it. You're promoting your walkthrough at the club. or You right, know what I mean? Right. Now don't get me wrong and I don't wanna um kinda skip over the the um like the beef that goes on within the um the music industry as far as urban music is concerned, right? Mm-hmm. Um a lot of these rappers have have um have brought like drug the street aspect of who they were into the music industry, right? Right. And to your point, I think before, they just wasn't allowing all of it to come in. Right. But because I'm only, because music is free now, mm-hmm. I just have to sign you and make sure that, you know, you go on tour and make sure your album come out. Right. That's it. I don't have to take care of you as much as possibly before. Um. So because of that, um, I just think they're able to like bring the street element all the way in. Right. You know what I mean? So. Or have it as like both. Right. Right. And. You know. um, When you beefing. Yeah. This is something that happens. So, you know. Uh. I just felt very because you know um, the recent past of um, PNB Rock um, R.P. to him really was like damn like motherfuckers don't give a fuck about y'all the way he the way he was done yeah. right and then it got on like you know they got him on the floor in the puddle of blood uh-huh. Who filmed this? Right. And why is we so like. Film happy. Right. How how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you. Film it instead of be, calling 911. Or be so it. like insensitive of what's going on to the point where you can send in and, and just film. Is that attention? Is that attention? People is doing any motherfucking thing. I mean. Anything. Right. Wrong, left, right, up, down, in order to get this attention, man. Right. I want to be the person that filmed it. Right. Because in this day and age, mm-hmm. all it takes is a spark, and you can be that person too. It's not them hand picking everybody no more. Right. Right. That's terrible, though. And in this day and age, you could be rich, and the Kardashians is a goddamn example of this. You could be filthy fucking rich with no talent. None. Like, none. 
Well, somebody had to have talent to capitalize on all that they have because. The mom? Ray J putting it out right now. The mom? Well, She's good. I mean, yeah, but there's no talent. Like, what? Are, they're not selling you anything. You, what? Like, what are they selling you? They're selling you. You could be like us. An image, right? And that's it. But no real talent. I mean, what is there to do? I understand. A, a socialite, right? We seen what is her name? Anna Delvey becoming Anna on Netflix. That I was obsessed with. I guess I don't. I don't think I remember it. Like the one that um, that fooled everybody into thinking she was rich. Right. Okay. Like what is? I mean, what do you do? You just go party, spend money. Right. But what I'm saying is, there are people who entertain us that has real talent, right? And then there are people who. But have no talent Right But the same with Paris Hilton And I mean Nicole Richie Right I mean of course They're gonna be rich Because they're within Like a certain community of Right So they They're like They're living off the backs Of somebody else's talent Right But, but I don't even know I mean it, They were just rich people I, I guess Paris Hilton Yeah Wasn't her parent rich But the Hilton Hotel Yeah so yeah, But that's talent though She's to be a able socialite to, That's talent to be able to like Create an empire She didn't do that Not her But I'm saying like Her parents Right Right So she living off the backs Of like somebody else's talent Right Right And so Kim came off of her Okay To, to get into the circle Right With her dad Right But so that's not how they In the group That's not how Kim Kardashian Is Kim Kardashian I know that's not how she blew up But she was Paris's assistant Right Before and I, she blew up I also think that she was Brandy's assistant as well. Oh, is she? I believe so. Oh. Um. So, I mean, you know, uh, but in today's world, mm-hmm. you definitely can be somebody without being anybody. Yeah. So. He's got to manifest it. Um. But But also, I think that's the reason why People are just taking so many risks. I mean. Like dumbass shit. I think people just aren't valuing life anymore. I don't know. I mean, that could be definitely the case as well, but. Like they don't have a, there's no value on human life. A dog. I don't know about a dog. We see the difference. The treatment of dogs versus the treatment of actual people. Right. There's no value. I don't know, man. It's just, I, I know that all of these damn rappers are getting killed back to back really affected, you know. It really kind of affected me, low key. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man, because, you know, um, most of these guys is way younger than me. Right. Right? Um, I kind of like what they do. Mm. Right? Um, there's great potential there. Mm. But if we keep, like, we don't know who's going to be the next Jay Z because you're going to murder this whole. Era, right? Are gonna kill off everybody, right? So I'm. We don't know who's gonna be like the Diddy of this era or, um, the Dre of this era. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they just they're not allowing development. Yeah, like 
And so, you know, I just had to kind of talk about it real quick because I was like, damn. Like, every every time I look at, you know what I mean? Rapper dies at, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, damn. Right? Everywhere you go. You can't go to Chicago. Mm-mm. Can't go to New York. Mm-mm. Can't go to Atlanta. Mm-mm. Florida acting a fool. L.A., you know what I mean? But I wonder is, if it's, like, what's going on these days? I just think that, you know, um, people have access. Yeah. More than before. Right. Um, And also, I feel like there's a sense of desperation for some. Meaning artists or the people? No, people. Yeah. Like, now you're stepping outside of your neighborhood. I think it's just going to be the theme of it. Right, I mean... Now I'm just leaving my neighborhood. You know what I mean? It just... And I remember Jim Jones saying, like, rap is, rap is like, one... Being a rapper is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Mm. Or the most dangerous job in the world. Mm. And I was just like, this dude is motherfucking smoking. Right. Right? But seeing how... In the last three years, motherfuckers just getting killed. And I'm not sure they would be getting killed if they weren't rappers. Uh, I think there are other dangerous jobs. No, definitely. But, but, but I could see but that also, it, it is a... It's a public job. Yeah. It's a public job in which if you bring the street element into it, right? And the fact that you got 200000 on your neck. Right. You a walking target, right? Like all the time, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because a lot of people with money don't flaunt it like that. No, you but could I be a billionaire. Like, you could be a guy with billionaire with sketches on. You'd be like, oh, okay, right? Some goofy ass shoes, and he got like he's the guy to own your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Quick, so quick hoodie and jeans, right? You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, um, it's just something I had to kind of get off my chest real quick. I feel better. This next year is going to be interesting. Definitely the upcoming year. These changes take place. Adjustments. Yeah. The new elections coming up. Definitely an election year. Mm hmm. So. Yeah. See how it goes. Very exciting to kind of sit back and see how things like. What comes of this Right So um, Yeah I just um, We want to thank everybody for listening Um, Thank you for letting me get it off my chest Because you know stuff be bothering me man And I don't have Sometimes it's hard for me um, To have You know like to express it all the way Right Right Um, I think that when I do express it, it's very important uh, that I do it on a public platform only because I want to let other people know that it's okay to express how you feel, right? Um, In a positive way. Right. Right? So, this is definitely therapeutic for me. Good. You know? And that's the reason why, you know, uh, I want to keep doing it and keep doing it. It's very therapeutic. I be needing to get shit off my chest and it's like the perfect way to do it. 
So I definitely want to thank everybody for, um, you know, kind of um, listening to me um, unload how I feel about certain things, especially these specific things, because they're like close to me. Right. Right. Um, so. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram. Finally got one. So it's R-O-A-E underscore podcast. Uh, and the R-O-A-E stands for Root of All Excellence. All right. So as always, um, mental health is real and self-care is important. We out. <laughs>